<laughs> Welcome to the Church of Mavis radio show. It's Friday night. We're back from vacation. And uh, you're listening to United Public Radio 107.7 FM New Orleans. We got a uh, Wham here representing with us tonight. Howdy, Wham. And uh, Eric Grimsrud is here. At first, oh. I was, did I say it right? You did. It's it's Grimsrud. Everybody wants to say Rudd because they don't want to say rude, but it is Grimsrud. Grimsrud. Sounds like a, a comic, like a, a creature. Grimsrud. It might be. It's an idea. But uh, anywho, uh, I was originally going to name the show the Fuhrer Shitbird Von Trumpelgut Show, but instead I just rambled something about Trump being Mavis the Antichrist and Napoleonic dictators. So, uh, oh, one thing before we get started, and if you're a Trump supporter, you should really hang in here because you're going to love this. I'm telling you, just relax and just chill, and you're going to be so happy after this. Uh, Blackstone Publishing. Uh, it's a great publishing company. I had originally just wrote them because I wanted this Weird Tales, 100 Years of Weird Tales. You know, there's an old magazine with Lovecraft, and it was Weird Tales back in the day. All the all the greats were in it, and uh, probably like Bradbury, you know, all the Matheson. But anyway, they, they put out this little... Uh, well, it's not little, this this hardcover of just a bunch of compilations from it. And I wrote them, and they sent me that to plug it and some other stuff, so I was just going to plug those. But if you're into Weird Tales, I, I know they have a new Weird Tales magazine that they restarted that's, you know, it's related to the old one, of course, but I haven't read it. I know Mike Magnolia, the guy that did Hellboy, did a whole issue with a lot of weird Hellboy stuff. I wanted to get that one. I just never got around to it. But some of the books, uh, Slime Doesn't Pay by R.L. Stein. It's a cool book with some kid being slimed weird on the front of it. It's kind of like fiction, you know, the Goosebumps dude. Uh, we Are the Crisis. Uh, let me see. I can't read the whole Arthur's name on here. Cadwell. This book is called We Are the Crisis, the Convergent Saga Book 2. The long-awaited sequel to No Gods, No Monsters from award-winning author Cadwell Turnbull. Humans and monsters clash as civil, civil rights collide with pre-preternal natural I'm having trouble with that one. P-R-E-T-E-R natural forces. Paternal natural. Man, that's a hard one for the Georgia. But uh, Dark Moon, Shallow Sea is another book. Uh, dark, I'm almost done, but definitely check out the Weird Tales. That's like awesome. Uh, it's just basically that old magazine and a lot of po uh, poetry and short stories from like uh, legendary horror authors from uh, back in the day. But Dark Moon Shallow Sea is by David R. Slayton. And that's uh, Raph, Raph, R-A-E-F, wants revenge on the knights who killed his goddess the moon. Her death darkened the night sky, stopped the tides, and left the shades of the dead without a path to the underworld, seeking revenge. They killed his moon, so he's very upset. So check all those out from uh, from them. And uh, let's see, what is their website? And we'll be done and get started. Blackstone Publishing. Uh, where did they go? I always lose everything. Okay, there it is. Blackstonepublishing.com. Bing is so weird. You'd think that would be the first thing to come out with all this other crap. But anyway, uh, Eric, great to have you back here. And we've been keeping up with the Trumple Gooch thing for a while. And I just want to let everybody know, uh, 
my political standing right now is I just really have just don't like any of it, but I usually just end up voting against crazy Trumple Gooch stuff uh, because the only candidate that's available and uh, to just get rid of it because I don't like it. But I really don't like the side I'm voting for either to get rid of it. So I'm just tired of all of it. And uh, it's tribalism left. And it, I mean, it basically seems like right now that Trumple Gooch is trying to do like he's quoting Hitler. So where does your Jesus and Christianity fit in on that one? That's what confuses me the most about it. It's like, oh, I love Trumple Gooch. And he's like, Mein Kampf, da, 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 quoting Mein Kampf or something. <laughs> the vermin and just craziness. So I don't understand how a belief in Jesus and love and the light and all that fits into that. And somehow it does, because I guess it did too back in Germany back in the day too, didn't it? When all that happened, was it Christian, Christianity kind of prevalent? I don't I always F up the history of all this stuff, but it's just, it's, he seems antichrist-like to me. And uh, at least in the Napoleonic dumb ditwit, even though Napoleonic had his charms and powers in his own way, but, and then Hitler, of course, they're just like these short little, you know, dickheads and, uh, and tiny hands. And uh, I still want to see that Napoleon by uh, Ridley Scott with Joaquin Phoenix. I haven't seen that yet. Somewhere I remember a quote, Napoleon was the tumor, Hitler the cancer, and Mabus the Remission. It may have been from a John Ho book or something. Hmm. But I heard that from something. But I've always struggled with what Mabus means. When I first made this group, I remember, you know, experimenting with drugs and seeing that name in a book. And I was like, I'm going to name a metal band this. And then I got caught up in all that with a bunch of bands and crazy craziness. Lucky never went that far because I probably would have died from my OD doing it. But then I had a lot of experiences after my dad died. And uh, that's what brought us here. And the name was always just a mystery to me. I know they like to paint it as, oh, it's the Antichrist. It's doom. It's the end. And maybe it is. But no one really knows unless you can go back and, you know, time travel and sit down with Nostradamus and ask him what the hell he meant in the long run. We can guess all day and speculate. But, but uh, I know if you put a Sama in bush with it, it spells Mavis. If you put a Obama in bush with it. And then, of course, Eric has some weird stuff with Trump. So if you want to... I mean, tell us, give us a little start for all our uh, loyal Trump supporters out there, how this started. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, first, uh, uh, thank you for the introduction. I uh, love your show. Um, I, uh, the, the thing to understand about the Mabus solution is it is not a political perspective. It's a math puzzle. And as a math puzzle, it doesn't care what anybody thinks. It is objectively duplicatable anybody can do it. So what I'm about to share, um, I, you, you mentioned the only person who would know how this worked would be Nostradamus if we could go back and talk to Nostradamus. Well, that is effectively what the Mabus solution is. What um, I did, um, so, so I have had an interest in Nostradamus's Mabus since I was about 12 years old. Uh, by the time that I was 14, I had kind of decided I, I wanted to know what that meant. And even then, I had um, thought that the key to accurately decrypting that was, was within the first two names, within uh, Napoleon and within Hitler, the, the word puzzles that uh, Nostradamus created for those two historical figures. Um, 
it took me, I, and I, I did a lot of different studying. I researched all sorts of things, uh, religions and whatever it was that would give me an insight, not to see what this sounded like or who this sounded like, but to come up with an accurate translation of that final name, Mavis. So um, what I came to the conclusion of was uh, in, in um, 2016, I identified, I, I sat back and I thought about, okay, if you're somebody who's trying to send a warning through time um, to people and all you have is, is poetry, right? You don't have computers, you don't have anything, you have to do it and you're trying to hide it. That has to be unlockable. It would be no point to providing a warning to future generations that was undiscernible. It had to be crackable. Otherwise, why would he do it? Why would he do it? Sorry. So, um, so what I did, I, I realized that the translation was built into the order of operations, a mathematic algebraic order of operations of puzzle one for Napoleon and puzzle two for Hitler. And by applying the formula, the order of operations that you go through to translate each of those, my hypothesis was it would crack number three. Now, in order to do that, I want to frame it. Um, there are four different types of encryption. Just think of computer encryption, right? Now we're talking way back, but there's four types of encryption. And each of them has only a certain number of combinations. So you can statistically identify how many combinations you have to do in order to get to the name of an actual historical figure. The order of operations, uh, it is three million to one that you would come up with a name of a current historical figure. That's more words than in uh, the English language, the Chinese language, a bunch of languages combined. It is impossible for something to go through four layers of displayed encryption created by Nostradamus himself, apply the exact order of operations and pop out with an, uh, without an actual name, unless the puzzle was designed that way in the first place. So this isn't a political, um, you know, whatever. It's not that I think it sounds like something. This is a math puzzle that is objectively duplicatable. The final name, cracked to drunk every single time. This person is also identified as the trumpet. We have now gone through a series of events, even just since you and I, Jeffrey, did our first show, that clearly have occurred. Um, big ones, things that no one should have ever known in 2016. The wall, the first impeachment, a tragedy that would cost a million lives and collapse the economy. I got that one way in advance. A year in advance, I was publishing that on my website. I just didn't know how it was going to happen, but I definitely knew it was going to happen in some form. Other things have happened. The, the uh, insurrection. Um, uh, and then the one that I just got, it, it said that it is impossible to crack a Nostradamus quatrain ahead of the fact. It, it's never been done, quote unquote. Now, that's not technically true. It's been done twice, but most people don't want to talk about it. But it's never been this quatrain interpretation, 100% accuracy. That has never been done. I just did it. With the, with the expulsion of Santos from Congress, that just happened. We're down to the end.
And I don't know, I've never seen an American candidate quoting Hitler. Is that anything that's happened before? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. Someone put up a little laughing face at us, a trumple gooch, I'm sure, that's, you know, squirming in his seat. But uh, that's the appeal with Trump that I don't understand. I mean, he doesn't seem like he helps anyone but himself. There's no perks to me. I don't I don't get what they are besides, I guess, his his Hitler stuff, like his racism or whatever is is crazy. And it, it seems like a, like a fascist takeover. I mean, I, I could have sworn they said that he had some kind of AI or something that would find out everyone that's speaking out against him. And like they have plans for that. He studied this kind of stuff. He's probably even studied the stuff we're talking about now on some level through someone or someone that's told him similar. Or, you know, he he, he had mind conf on his dresser table in an interview. Who does that? Yep. You, know? <laughs> you know, it's it's said that these are three historical individuals whose arrogance it's not their evilness. There, there are there are lots of evil people, evil world leaders, even. Of course there are, uh, of all different types. But Napoleon and Hitler were very specific uh, uh, types of personalities. They were very they had a very specific type of character. So the third historical figure is going to have a similar character. And now here we have. Uh, Donald Trump quoting things like vermin and Mein Kampf. He's literally quoting all the same things of, of Nazi Germany and, um, you know, again, having a very Napoleonic sort of a um, direction to to his politics. Yeah. And, and uh, it's a very Nostradamus thing. I know there was uh, when Jay was here who he kisses Trump, but and I give him hell for it all the time. And uh, sometimes want to throw things at him. But anyway, uh, we put up a video of Mussolini and Trump together. And there's a video of them side by side. And mm -hmm. I swear, even he agreed that there's similar facial expressions. Like, mm -hmm. is Trump mimicking this on purpose? Or is it like the Antichrist, Sauron, Lord of the Rings, dildo spirit, or whatever? You know, it's like the same, the same weird you know, spirit. But if you see them side by side, it's creepy. Like, you it's know, just weird. Like, it's stuff like this. Like, <laughs> you get that chosen one. Like, just weird, retarded. Sorry, I shouldn't use that word. But just stupid sure. stuff. Like, like, weird. Like, just the weirdest crap. And he's doing the same thing as this other dude, this other dictator. You know, interestingly, uh, Trump was born not too long after Hitler. And uh, they say suicides come back first. So you never know. It's definitely, I mean, it may be like the Sauron Lord. We just watched you know, that. We don't know. We don't know. That but, Hobbit but, cartoon. We just watched that about do the Lord of the Rings animated Ralph Bashy. But there's something to that Sauron thing. That is kind of like, you know, the, the Antichrist spirit. There's yeah, more than one. Putin fits this crap too. I mean, on a lot of levels. Well, I've tried to with this project. Um, I've tried to keep it pretty nuts and bolts. I have spiritual perspectives on it, certainly, but um, I've tried to kind of separate out the 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 religious aspects of it from just what Nostradamus did and how this fits, and tried to go through it in more of a detective sort of a sense. But I, I really do feel that there are um, broader spiritual themes that go along with this. Um, but the but the puzzle itself is simply a math puzzle. 
And uh, you can easily, anybody can do it. And it works 100% of the time. It's so definitely, definitely creepy. I mean, it's definitely, I'm not denying it. I don't know for sure. I don't really want to be the church of Trumple Gooch. I, <laughs> I, say, well, I say Mavis means maybe us. It's we're our own creators and destroyers. So there's so many interpretations. But as far as, uh, I mean, I think there's something to it. I mean, he's definitely a Napoleon little, little, little uh, nitwit that wants to shag his own daughter and even makes weird comments about it. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of pictures of him with Epstein. One of the biggest things that bothered me about him that a lot of his supporters sweep under the rug with some kind of barf is uh, there's court papers of him and Epstein assaulting a young, what, Jane yeah. Doe. And I've yeah. read through those court papers. And he's notorious for threatening people and making them not go. So who's to say that's not real, which it wouldn't surprise me. And he just scared the crap out of the lady. I mean, it actually it was, a, it was a teenager when it happened, and uh, I'm sure that was a settlement of some kind. There's, there's clearly something that happened on the back end with that, but uh, they, they had to have settled it uh, without any kind of admission of guilt. Because I, as I understand it, the, the girl in question was a, a teenager, and that's how that all happened. So. Well, it's like, oh, I love Trumple Gooch, but if you know, he raped some kids, that's okay because he's been forgiven by Jesus. So everything's okay now. Oh, oh my. This yeah, the Epstein thing is, uh, you know, it's um, it's scary because there are plenty of pictures of him and Epstein together, you know, and, and I, I've talked with people who, who try to minimize that. And it's like, you know, you can't you can't jump up and down about Bill Clinton's, you know, escapades, which he certainly had some um, and, and then dismiss all the pictures of Epstein next to Trump. You, yeah. you can't. It, it is a logical break. You can't be like, oh, Clinton's horrible. But then, you know, Epstein and Trump were just, you know, casual friends. It's just, that's, that is a, a load of hooey. At, at well, some point, you got to yeah. be like, okay, he's not a great guy. Well, I saw a lot of right wing stuff lately implicating Clinton and all that. That doesn't surprise me. So no one's I'm not saying that's yeah, not true. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all with him, really. But uh Well I'm not gonna I don't I don't I don't I, I wanna be appropriate, but you know, if you had to sleep next to Hillary, never mind. That probably that's probably very inappropriate. Oh and uh and so what's up with this what's up with that devil comment? There's a devil comment coming, right? Is that the comment? That we think. Oh, the comment. Yes, uh, this is important. And and Jeffrey, you were the person who clued me into that particular comment. Um, I did not know anything about it. So um, but when I researched that, I find it amazing that it's called the Devil Comet. Um, and it's going to be coming in right about the time that uh, these these now it's going to the Supreme Court that happened literally today. Um, it's really scary watching this stuff happen when you write about it years beforehand, by the way. It's it's a little scary. But um, at any rate, uh, um, yeah, it, the, the comet is coming in at the end of April, beginning of May, which is right about the time that a lot of these trials will be wrapping up, a lot of these hearings. And if you look at the final quatrain, not the one where he dies, but the one right before that where he falls, it happens right after judgment and and per my paper almost certainly the supreme court so we are very likely to find out uh i i think this year so i'm i'm uh kind of scared 
because what happens after that is said to be a real scary thing. Yeah, that's definitely uh, creepy for sure. One thing I want to mention that's a little off topic, that's a little weird, and we'll get back onto this, so I just want to do it while I'm remembering it. There was this crazy thing all over the, the news recently about uh, uh, all these police at a mall down in Miami, and some things say that it was some kids fighting there or some crap, but if you look at the pictures, it's a lot of police, I swear, it's like, 20 or 30 or 50 cars or something and there was some kind of blackout but somehow that turned to some kind of beings were walking around the small alien beings and some kind of firefight now all these you know uh, i'm not gonna say crazies but now that's what everyone's saying and it's kind of blown up into that weird like alien peru kind of thing but it's uh basically they're claiming that aliens came into the mall and something happened and there's a blackout. And if you look it up, Miami mall aliens, there's crap about it everywhere. But other oh, no, things I definitely want to know. Yeah. But uh, one of the videos is 10 foot creature spotted at Miami mall. Nephilim and project blue beam suddenly go viral. And uh, Tom Ray's be invading a mall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like that's all grays are like, Hey, let's go to, let's go to get the gap. I saw Jeff Rents. Well, they need to go to Lance Crafters, you know. Yes, they do. Those eyes. You know the size they of those, those, those eyes. eyes. We need, they need prescription sunglasses or something. They can get the contacts that are the, the, the colored contacts so their eyes aren't black. They yeah. have like. <laughs> but here's the thing that I saw. I saw this on Jeff Rents, and I don't know how reputable he is. I don't know much about him. I know he's got weird hair that looks like it's like an Augie Nost hair that can, that's a life form in itself, an alien life form. And uh, anyway, there was this weird article about a, a, a Chinese dragon ship laying eggs in white sands. And the eggs, they mean something was coming out of it. I don't think they necessarily mean eggs. But if you look it up on Jeff Rents, it talks, and I don't know if this is true, but it's a pretty detailed article. Oh. And uh, But it, it talks about this weird ship that was from China, came in the White Sands, and the military had to stand down and not shoot because they were basically afraid all hell would break loose like World War III. And it just goes into this crazy story about this craft, like a weird Chinese spaceship that's peculiar, flying around our own country. And that's when I start getting paranoid about these weird alien stories popping up, like a foreign enemy pretending to be aliens and doing stuff to us, which they've done that since Betty and Barney Hill, possibly. Yeah. There, there was a weird story with, you know, the uh, black and white couple back in whenever the 60s or whatever, where mm -hmm. they were pulled over on the street and some of the aliens out on the road and UFO were talking German. So, I mean, it's possible these Nazis have been doing this, like, pretend to be aliens crap. So, when you start seeing these weird stories about Las Vegas alien popping up, Miami alien, Peru alien, I mean, I don't really think aliens are that bored, like real ones. So, I'm more paranoid it's like a an enemy nation about to get us. But uh, the whole Mabus thing, one will see vengeance. Mm. And the comet will run, the horrible undoing of people. I mean, a lot of this quatrain's always kind of happening on some level, but it's really happening now. But who is the one that will see vengeance? Is that Trumple Gooch or is that something else? You know, that's something else. And that is the purpose of my project. Um, you know, I, I'll be so my my project, I've tried to separate from politics and from religion. I've tried to make it very nuts and bolts as a duplicatable math solution. 
my political opinion is that um you know he's a he's he's not a good guy and um i i think that and i and i don't really care what happens to him personally i i i am a good person so i'm not going to wish somebody dead but i might go to a nice dinner when it happens but my point is this after the fact it'll be a great dinner blue cheese crumbles bottle of wine but but the point is this uh, and this is the reason for the project donald trump's death is the only warning to a horrible vengeance of unknown scale that causes thirst and hunger and is most often connected to the actual beginning of World War III. So if that's the only warning, then I'd like to have that warning, right? So I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I, am, I am very concerned about what that vengeance is, however. There's, there's options. Right. The, the, the world is heating up as expected. It's frighteningly. Imagine knowing this in 2016. It's been really scary. But the world's heating up. Um, following his death, the, a surprise vengeance could be anything from something akin to 9-11, a terrorist attack. It could be it, it's possible biological chemical, but it's it reads like nuclear. Um, the smallest nuclear event that would cause thirst and hunger, as described by Nostradamus, in my opinion, would be a tactical nuclear suitcase smuggled into Kiev that was deniable by Russia. In which case, uh, it would stop grain exports and cause thirst and hunger throughout Europe and Africa. And that would be one thing that could easily cause that. There's other stuff. The worst case scenario, an all out attack of some kind, um, attack on one country, but one way or another, when that when that guy hits the dirt, the clock is ticking to something big and not good. And I, I can't say, I, I don't know exactly, I have opinions, but all I can know, all, all that's provable is that's the name. And when he goes down, something big's coming. And, uh... I mean, I, I remember stories about him being in the White House and his staff, like he would ask for things to be done that were so weird that they would just like say it was done when, of course, it wasn't just to like make him quit being a nut and stuff like that. Like he's so crazy that he would like try to get them to do who I don't know exactly what it was. It could be anything, but uh, it could be weird war stuff. And they'd be like, OK, we did it. And then he'd be oh, oh, yeah. be specified. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, they, they say that it wasn't as bad as it could have been because he literally didn't know how to operate the levers of government. Um, if he were to get back in, um, he would surround himself by uh, sycophants, uh, people who just unwaveringly supported him, and he would do whatever he wanted. Um, you know, it's it's uh, there are stories if you get into stories of the Antichrist. There is one set of stories that uh, include uh, this historical figure getting a second run. Uh, and um, upon the death of either their wife or uh, daughter, which also happens to fit Trump, that uh, they go absolutely tyrannical. So um, I don't think he's going to get a second run at that. I, I think that this is going to be it with the Supreme Court uh, inevitably. I mean, they're one way or another. 
this is coming to a close soon. It, it's uh, it's tenable. You can you can almost feel it. I it's mean, coming. when we say antichrist, though, do we mean it in the biblical sense? Because in the biblical sense, the dude's like supposed to fight Jesus on the field. I could see Trumple Gooch kung fu and with Jesus and Jesus kicking his ass easily. But I think it'd be good. It'd be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're going to Kung Fu fight at the end in Megiddo. Is that what we're talking here? I would love to see Jesus and Trump Kung Fu fighting on South Park. That would make me very happy. He's in wrestling. <laughs> wrestling, right? Wasn't he in wrestling and he like made fun of poor people all the time and like bragged about being rich or something? Like, he's a horrible person. I mean, that was like his wrestling political opinion. He's a horrible person. I just. It is. I don't, I don't know how anybody is like, this is, I want to be like this guy. It's like, I, I think people, he's really good at getting people to identify their characteristics to him. And I, I know somebody that's like, I wish I was more like, and, it, it, and what he has happened is they imbue their characteristics on this person, right? That person's like me. And then it becomes a conversation of, I wouldn't do that. So he wouldn't do that. And I'm right. So F you, right? And and so they won't talk to you at all because they think they wouldn't go about doing something like that. Neither would he. In the meantime, the people that would go to town, they they do whatever they want. And the good people just won't believe it. I mean, my biggest thing is I just feel like he wouldn't pee on me if I was on fire and he would save his pee pee for the, the hookers in Russia. No, he'd, he'd, he'd do it for his own gratification. He'd be like, oh, I get a pee on a guy. Yeah, now he knows me. <laughs> just, it, would be it would be to help. It would just be for his own, like, oh, yay, this is fun. That's why. <laughs> so gross. He's orange. It's, um, it's hard to watch. It's He's got a spray on orange tan. I've seen pictures of, like, I don't know if it was really him or just how he might look without all that, and it's scary. Like something I don't even know what it's out of. Like, have you seen there's pictures of him that look like posing dating pictures that just look like I I mean, it, it's it's quite funny because uh, he looks in the pictures like he's trying to pose in a very sort of a manly way, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, they're the most ridiculous, like. <laughs> I mean, you know, in my in my full time career, I, I am in the uh, uh, relationship industry and I just can't imagine somebody pulling up these pictures and being like, yeah, that's the guy that, that to date. Like, anyway. Yeah, scary. He's in the, the diaper patrol for sure. Oh, uh, definitely the diaper patrol. <laughs> and I'm not someone that fawns over Biden like Biden. I don't try to say bad things about him because he stutters and stuff. I understand what it's like for people to pick on you and be a-holes to you when you're younger. So I don't really say, I mean, I just think he's boring and he is you know, a little kooky, but I'd rather have him than this craziness uh, like Jim Jones uh, or Orange Sherbert Saddam is what I call uh, Trump sometimes. He's like a Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Or, or Sherbert Saddam, but uh, I guess what worries me with the, the Democrats is that who they're running against him in 2024 still is Biden, right? I I don't that's scary. It comes down to the Quatrain interpretation. I, I think that the Republicans are going to be left with Nikki Haley and Chris Christie as their choices. I, I uh, it could be DeSantis, but um, 
but I don't think really they they have the momentum to win. Doesn't matter who they pick, uh, you know, because they're so attached to Trump. And when he's gone, then they've got, you know, basically Chris Christie, who's, you know, trying to say, I told you so. And, you know, um, uh, Nikki Haley, who's who's just trying to toe the party line and make people happy. People see through that. You're not going to win votes on that. You know, Biden has his faults and he's definitely a lot older. Like, I, I don't think anybody over 65, frankly, should be even in office overall. But but um, I also think that he is a good man and he's the most experienced president we've ever had. And he's shown some big accomplishments that go unacknowledged. And, um, you know, if the Republicans put up somebody good and they have enough time, they would beat him. But they're not going to. And they're they're stuck with the bed that they've made. Did you see the, that movie Leave the World Behind yet on Netflix? It's, I did not. I did not. It's executively produced by Michelle and Obama. And really? it's the weirdest damn thing I've seen in a movie in a long time. It has Ethan Hawke, Julia Roberts. I forget the, the, the black actor. He's in a lot of stuff. Really good actor. But the name escapes me right now. Uh, but you can put in Leave the World Behind. And uh, basically, it's the end of the world. Frequency weapons causing radiation and teeth falling out. Animals going crazy. It's just one thing after another. And it turns out, I don't want to give too much away, that it's a, a an overthrow of the government and rogue forces mm -hmm. taking over. But what's weird is there's like this sound frequency stuff going on. And mm -hmm. then the, one of the kids starts losing his teeth and that people are having radiation burnings. But it is really weird. And what's even creepier is they're caught up in it. So what are they doing? <laughs> they're the producers of it. It's based on a book. But it is really it was bone chilling. And it's weird mm -hmm. to see Julia Roberts and something like that. That's that interesting. Movie. I'm definitely going to be watching that probably tonight. Yeah. That sounds like my kind of show. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, it's good, but well, uh, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> but yeah, right. Weird, as, uh, it's, like, it's like don't look up. Don't look up. I I, I really yeah. identify with that movie. Don't look up. By the way, that's <laughs> that's what this project to me feels like. I feel like you know, in yeah, don't look up, one. where they're like it's coming, and everybody's like, no, everything's fine. <laughs> That's very much what this has felt like. Nuts. And who knows? Well, what's really are. weird about your hypothesis is that way back in 2016, after he became president, um, and I've always had my doubts about the legitimacy of of that election, because um, usually when somebody like him complains about something being unfair it's because he's done it himself right or he's tried it himself <laughs> but anyway <clears throat> and not long after that after the results of the electoral college i had a dream and and i don't know very much about nostradamus at all okay i mean i i've grown up with various people interpreting him in various ways so you know, I'm like, whatever. Sure. But um, I had a dream. And in the dream, Trump was found dead. And, he, and the situation of his death was such 
that nobody could like blame it on anything. You know, it was kind of mysterious. Hmm. And he, his body, his corpse, <clears throat> appeared to be kind of weird and desiccated, like, <clears throat> like um, cattle mutilations mm. occasionally mm. are. And, and um, in the dream, I was with a group of people who were tasked with trying to investigate like what had actually happened. Right. And um, and then there were all these people that were his followers. Mm. And but it was almost like it was it was a it was like there was the reality of the dream mm. and then there was like the spiritual meaning. Mm. And the spiritual meaning had to do with the reason why he was desiccated was that all of these people, his followers, were actually feeding on him in a weird sort of way. <laughs> it's like he had taught them to be vampires and they were all right. And, That's how and, and he turned out to be the one who was being right. consumed. That's how that's exactly how evil spreads too. It's uh, right. through evil spread. It it spreads as much as COVID. It just does. It it infect. It's a mind infection. Evil spread. Right. It's. I mean, I see it as a kind of a virus. Right. And um. And there was, well, I remember the dream. There was very little time to try to figure out what happened mm. because the people who had been feeding on him weren't being fed anymore. And it was like an addiction right? where suddenly the drug was cut off. That's, uh, <laughs> and, um, that's pretty close to what's going to end up happening. Real close. And that was, and it was so weird that you're talking about this because I had this dream and, and it wasn't attached to anything. It wasn't attached to like, <laughs> to like, I guess it was weird though. It was very strange. Um, and I've always uh, thought about it. Always, so we'll see, see what happens. Um, I've know, always been terrified of him dying. Honestly, I <laughs> even though I, you know, you know, I detest the man, I can't even stand to listen to him talk. I, I feel the same way. Um, you know, and I, I try to, to be objective but I, I do feel the same way, but um, I, I would prefer that he lives a long life and all this goes away rather than be right. Um, because me being right is pretty frightening. The challenge is that I've been right now, not just once, not just twice, not just three times. I've, I've been right over and over again, as far as in broad strokes, the events as they were going to unfold. Things are remarkably close to as I originally put them down through all of this in 2016. Um, things that people were like, oh, this and that, and, and like the pandemic. I was so scared. Uh, the, the, the pandemic, um, I remember, uh, TV shows, the, the TV show Arrow on, on the CW, and, and I'm sure you have some people that loved that show. It was a great show. 
um, I was, when I found out it was ending, I was excited that it was going to be finishing up before the spring of that year. I was excited that Endgame, you know, Avengers Endgame was coming out when it did because I was afraid of, of, oh, I really want to see that. I was afraid that something was going to come and things were going to get really messed up really quick and a million people would end up dying. I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, who I said something like that to, that a million people were going to die as COVID first came out. And he said that he would laugh at me in a year, a year later. So, so, um, that was frightening. So, uh, yeah, you're premonitioning. Well, and you know, about COVID in 2019 in October, mm. I had a dream about a virus coming to the, you're definitely in <laughs> it, it, now it, it was a, of a different, it, it, and again, there were like two levels to it. There sure. was, there was the virus and its effect. Right. And I kind of had a sense of the virus as an entity, if that makes any sense, <laughs> and kind of like what its experience of being let loose was. Sure. But then there was this also part of it, of the dream, mm -hmm. that had to do with the idea that whatever this virus was or whatever the entity or, or energy right. connected to the virus was, was that this and I this sounds so weird. It's like, why am I having a dream like this? Right, Doesn't right. Make sense. out of the blue. In the dream, um, whatever this entity was had, that was connected to the virus had been banished from the earth mm. centuries ago, but had been brought back or had found a way to return. Mm. I have no idea what that means. But it has something to do with the way in which it manifested itself in differently in different nations and mm -hmm. even in different populations within nations. Because there's something about COVID that is weird. Mm -hmm. And lots of people talk about it. Um, it hasn't followed the predictions of most viruses. And... You know, it's almost certainly a man-made fire. I mean, I, it's not. I don't think it's genetically. It's not genetically manipulated. They can test that, but they can they can breed things together, not genetically engineering it, right? They can they can cross. -breed you can things. hybridize. I mean, viruses right. viruses do that on their own, right? right. And so, and yeah. all they have to do is be in proximity. Um, I, I do believe it was an accidental China leak or an accidental uh, leak out of uh, a lab outside of Wuhan, but uh, um, that, that seemed to be most logical to me, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess to me, I don't really care about that. To mm -hmm. me, what's interesting is how it, how it, it's a warning. I mean, the pandemic was a warning and it was a warning about a whole bunch of oh, things, a, a lot of different levels and people, people mistake <laughs> that difference, the difference in manifestation as proof that science is just messed up. And all it does is show that science, science as we know it right now, and as we practice it, doesn't take certain things into account, which it needs to. It's ignoring certain data points, 
but that doesn't mean that science itself is just screwed up. <laughs> you know, um, it's um, so to me, the virus was really significant, and I still see it as significant. And it's, you know, um, so it's there's going to be a future manifestation of it at some point, but it won't be recognized as such. And right. yeah, uh, and right. one thing I want to say is being where I work at, I have to see a lot of right wing personalities on these video channels, sure. and yeah. I saw at least ten of them drop dead during this, and most of them would talk crap about the, the about it or whatever. It was almost like they were being targeted by it. Like there was a Sirsten W, a friend of a. Uh, Roseanne, uh, and uh, uh, I think she's from Thailand or something, but she had like a right wing thing and she's kooky right wing and would talk crap about it. She got wiped out from it. I could go on and on. Russ Dysdar, he's the one that did that book about the serial killer, uh, satanic soldiers, the black awakenings, and all the you know, a lot of this right wing stuff. Uh, oh, another guy, uh, Rob Skiba or something like that, some flat earth dude. Uh, another one, a big one that I've had on the show before, and this was before, uh, Trump even happened. Uh, Robert Steele, former CIA, he was on my show. He got wiped out. I just saw it. It was like just a Gatlin gun towards them. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, it's funny because they, you know, evil does spread and it, it gets you to do things that are against your own best interest, right? That's, that's how that works. You, you do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Right. Nobody would have nobody would have had a hard if, if somebody said 30 years ago it created this over the measles vaccine, people would be like, we just blow that person off. But but now, because we have this new thing, right, all of a sudden they start questioning um, science and, and science doesn't have all the answers. We're, we're at the beginning of the technological age. There's a lot we don't know. Right. We're still learning these things. But that doesn't mean it doesn't work. And it doesn't mean science doesn't work. It is, it is, um, it is, it is intentional ignorance <coughs> to do that. Intentional ignorance. And, and I hate to say they deserve it because they don't, but but they did by by villain, vilifying the um, vaccination and just acting like nothing was wrong. That's why those people are dead. And, uh, I mean, what happens if he does win? That was just was like, like the most terrifying thing. They're already trying to, like, ban him from being on the ballot in different places. But I don't think so. Like right. that stuff can be overthrown, can it? I think, I think, I don't know. I can't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm an empath, too. I, I can be real premonition-y. But um, I'm not Nostradamus. But I, I, I get a sense of things pretty quick. Um, and it, it feels like we're getting very close to the end. Every, every other thing in this long line of events, as detailed in the paper that I, I just sent you again, every single one of them in one form or another has occurred. Every single one um, in order. And that's, that's literally impossible. It, it is it's, it's just impossible. There's no way to get this much right. My biggest thing with politics, it's hard to feel invigorated 
or inspired by any of these people in politics. Bernie was the last thing. Yeah. And I can understand some people with the Obama thing, you know, especially like African Americans and stuff like that. But uh Bernie, but Bernie, I had a, a you know a dog in that fight because I know what it's like to have cancer and people to, uh, insurance companies and companies to be a-holes to you and you could die so that you know there were people working in um, bernie's campaign who were dying and they were doing it because they wanted everyone to have insurance and some of them died during it uh because they didn't have insurance and i've read stories about stuff like that but my dad when he worked at we worked at conier k-a-w-n-e-e-r an aluminum factory mm -hmm. i had cancer and one of his supervisors told him, he was a supervisor, told him, you should just let him die. It's costing too much. Like even made that kind of weird comment to him, like a sick comment. And my dad had had heart attacks and uh, on a particular week and not to get into it too much. But when he died, there was a lot of guns and knives in his car. And they think he may have been headed over there, but he had a heart attack before he got there. So he was basically going to go, you know, freedom, William Wallace on him. And he always talked about that kind of stuff. He was definitely scary. And, and uh, I just know what it's like for, you know, the insurance thing. That's the only person, you know, that I've felt any inspiration about is Bernie because of that. Because I think people deserve insurance, not to, you know, stress your ass out of gear just because you think you're going to die because you can't afford it because of it especially when other countries have it i've seen the michael moore thing and how other countries seem to treat their people a lot better than over here uh, hey, i finally hey, hey, come to oregon <laughs> we've got a great great system for that me and uh christina finally got insurance recently and it was surprisingly not that expensive i was surprised oh, good good good, good. yeah we're real fortunate here in oregon to have uh, a very um sort of a progressive uh thing though um though it's, it pisses some people off on the on the right um you know we're very fortunate in this state very cool for sure so uh have you seen the nostradamus movie the old one that has rucker Hauer in it and i forget I who that's an interesting uh it's a good movie i mean i'd like to see it again i have the soundtrack on uh cd somewhere but it's what's interesting is he. It's on YouTube. Nostradamus, 1987. Yeah, it's a good oh, 1997, one. 1997. Sorry. It's like the only one we got of that. Yeah. <laughs> Our only Nostradamus movie. But what's it's interesting is, I mean, I've read this in books and stuff. The plague was going on, and somehow he put some herbs together, and like the power of thought would heal people. But the problem was when he was gone, his family got it and died before he could get there. Like his daughter, I mean, his wife and his whatever son or whatever. That's in the movie too, right? That's it's been a while since I've seen it, but that's true, right? That's a, a known thing, right? It wasn't. It wasn't. Didn't have anything to do with the power of thought. Um, so this is an interesting story. Nostradamus is the first person uh, who ever did animal testing. Registered the first person that we know of that specifically got animals sick on purpose to test on them. So people that, uh, so so if we go to the other side, to the left wing stuff, uh, people who are into animal rights, they probably might not be too happy to hear that, but it's true. We can't be friends anymore, Nostradamus. I know, right? He, uh, so what Nostradamus did was he took uh, uh, various animals and, uh, and he got them sick 
Um, uh, and he would have uh, different herbs and, and natural things in front of them. And he paid attention to what they ate. And one of the things apparently they ate were uh, rose petals. And so his, um, which are very rich in vitamin C. Uh, and so um, the other thing that um, Nostradamus may have used, as far as what you're saying, a, a, a thought process, Wait. you're thinking of the, the talismans of the Magi. You're okay. thinking of the talismans of the Magi. It was a, um, a practice designed about 20 years prior by a man named Hodenheim who also wrote predictions um, and may have been Nostradamus' direct historical prototype. Uh, at any rate, he developed these and they were a series of Jewish healing techniques based upon the Kabbalah. And given the proximity uh, and the type of, uh, and again, this is all within the realm of forbidden Jewish teachings in the same general vicinity, it is an almost certainty that Nostradamus would have at least known of the talismans of the Magi as it relates to healing. So um, at any rate, he used the recipe that he basically derived from what wild animals um, ate in order to heal themselves of the plague. And he put that together in a condensed pill of sorts or a condensed formula. And he gave that to his patients combined with cleanliness. And his patients were um, some of the only ones to survive. In fact, the second inquisition uh, that he survived, <laughs> who survives an inquisition, right? That's, you're done if you go, if you go to the inquisitions, that's it, right? So uh, his second inquisition, um, they brought him in after the death of the King of France, who died exactly as he had predicted. The Queen of France, Queen Catherine, I believe, um, had identified years before that Nostradamus had been writing about her husband dying. And uh, many years, and, and, that, and she called upon Nostradamus to come into uh, um, Paris, I believe, into, into, into you know, the royal court, which was one of the most educated courts of, of uh, Europe at that time. And Nostradamus confirmed that he was writing about her husband, and he became one of the queen's most trusted advisors. That's how, he, that's how that happened. And years later, sure enough, the king died, uh, uh, as Nostradamus wrote, a cruel death in a jousting match yeah. um, where the uh, uh, pieces of the um, bro broken, you know, lance went through his neck and his, into his eye, I believe, into his brain. And he, and he took days to die. The Inquisition hauled him in and we're going to kill him. But because they were like, how could you have possibly known it had to be witchcraft, right? And and uh, um, the queen stood up for him and that's how he survived that. So anyway. Um, but but definitely one at one point, uh, one of his inquisitors had the Black Plague and Nostradamus said, if you want to survive that, let me live and I'll make sure you live. Uh, you'll, I'll cure you. And he lived and Nostradamus survived. That might be the first Inquisition. I'm not sure. It's a good movie. I remember Rucker Hauer in it about somebody like a monk or something. Yeah, yeah. The uh, what was it? The um, so the something muck. It was it was a weird. It was a he played a very weird character. That the, the only blowing up stuff or something with bombs or something like something weird like that. The only the only problem with that movie is they didn't know the name of the third right guy, and so it made it hard to give a good conclusion to the movie because you you didn't have all the answers to be able to pull the plot together. So it's a great movie, but the end is a little convoluted. 
It was it was it was uh, uh, done by the guy who did who was one of the directors in Empire Strikes Back is is who um, made that movie. There's a weird movie I want to watch on there. I haven't got around to that has some of those Star Wars special effects. People call Messiah of Evil. Look it up. It looks pretty interesting and weird. It's called Messiah of Evil. It looks kind of trippy. Like this, I think it's in the 70s, but it's supposed to be weird. I haven't got a chance to watch it. But I want to see the Nostradamus again. It's been a while. Uh, so uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I guess I don't understand the appeal of people who, you know, uh, glamorize political figures like is it, there's probably someone out there that like loves ted cruz for instance like i definitely don't get that i don't I, I don't get it and even with bernie it wasn't like i thought he was a hollywood star or something i didn't worship him or anything i just thought it was good what he was doing compared he's to good other, he's a good man yeah compared to the others he just seemed like he was you know on the right path with helping people and uh but the thing is i guess I mean, it's uh, with these American political icons, it's like being gung ho for Ted Bundy or like uh, <laughs> or Jim Jones. Uh, it's just because when you connect them to our government as a whole and all the atrocities from like the Tuskegee Airmen and just so many weird things that our government's done that's so crazy that we probably don't even know about, it's just oh, hard for me to be like, yay, Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what it feels like. I just don't feel like anything. <laughs> what, did he, what, did, what did he do his first rally in Waco, Texas? That yeah. was, uh, that's, that's, um, that's extraordinarily inappropriate. I, I, I just don't understand how anybody, I mean, I mean, if we go all the way back to to what happened in Waco, Texas, it was a tragedy. But it it it, it, it the, the tragedy was um, what was what was the what was the guy's name who who died in that fire? They, a big fire, and they started they they did it to David themselves. Koresh. David Koresh. David Koresh. David Koresh. You know, um, to um, glamorize that and to to base a political rally around that is the beginning of your political um you know thing i i just don't even understand how that i mean that was a horrible thing you don't you don't base a political rally on that so um yeah it, it, it's um it's it's from an outward perspective it's very obvious what we're talking about what we're looking at in terms of the the atmosphere it's a it's a it's a it's a cloak of of denial um but the people engrossed in it they they can't see it they're they're too close to the problem and uh it's hard it's hard to have those conversations yeah and uh it really is it's things about waco and uh there was some uh show that had a God, I forget it was on Paramount. It was actually pretty good, like a little series and stuff. I know John Lake was almost in it as an FBI agent or something. But uh, the thing with that, I didn't know if ever if the the sexual crazy allegations against him were true or not. Like, I I don't know if there's actual evidence of that that he was actually like doing weird sex stuff with kids and stuff, or if the government just kind of like threw that in there. I wasn't sure of the accuracy of that. But either way, the whole thing was creepy. But I've seen yeah, that was going on for a while. I mean, it, there was a build up to that. I mean, people people just want to remember the event and they either want to celebrate or vilify it. But there was a build up. I mean, you know, we were around during that time. That didn't happen overnight. There were there were weeks of buildup before that happened. I, th I think like a week or something. Like there was a, that was in the news for a while, and uh, um, 
it was not a surprise when it went back. It was it was tragic, but it was not a surprise. And it was it was most definitely the fault of people holding themselves up inside this area and and trying to like coax the government into doing something. And then finally, the government does something. It all goes sideways. I'm sorry. That was their own fault. Well, it's horrible, but it was. Yeah, it was. Well, the, well, the ultimate uh, Trump thing, I mean, he had his his uh, mutiny with the, the, the J6 thing with all those people and the Hugh Shaman. They all showed up. I mean, it was all kind of, even though they had sick intentions, it was kind of puss-tooty in the end, wasn't it? I mean, so what are they going to do? They're going to have to up up their game a lot if they're going to start doing some fascist cleansing. <laughs> you know, if that was your only... Like I said, I, I think that we're on the down on the downside of this. Um, but I, I think that the dream of uh, what happens when this this you know thought addiction of of uh, of false conflation, what happens when that bubble bursts? Um, and and it could get dangerous. It really could. You you've got people who are absolutely dead set, no matter what the reason is. They're going to come up with the counterpoint, even if it's nonsensical. They don't even care. They're going to they're kind of come up with something that counters your point, no matter what. And that's a that's a an extraordinarily cult like behavior. And then you got that, that is an absolute um, an absolution uh, that you give to a king, but it is most certainly not American. And what about Russia and all this? I mean, they can't even beat Ukraine, so they seem kind of puss-tooty, too. China worries me more than anything. Like, they they seem crazy as hell and have the backup. But, uh, I mean, Russia, what if they got nukes? I mean, that's bad. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, it's like you can't even kick Ukraine's ass, dude. So what are you going to do? <laughs> well, this is, this is the um, – and you're right. I mean, what's happened between Russia and Ukraine, you know, stepping away from it and just looking at it militarily um, – Ukraine has made Russia look rather foolish uh, in that not just in what they did trying to, you know, evade, but also has made Russia look weak. They have. They have, they have made, you know, they, um, you know, Ukraine is fighting for their lives and for their home territory. And um, the only way Russia can possibly achieve their goal is use the higher end weapons that they have, because otherwise the results we're already seeing it. Ukraine will end up holding them off unless Russia ups the game. That's it. And Russia's not going to give up. So it's, uh, I I'm think, surprised I think all crap has been loose before this, as far as like yeah. a crazier level. And every day it just seems like it's crazier. I don't, I haven't even been keeping up with the Israel stuff anymore, hardly, but another bad situation. Yeah, that's that's a tragic situation. Tragic, all the way around. Tragic. That's, that's yeah, crazy. and I think I think that that's going to lead to stuff we don't know yet. Yeah, you're um, right about that. Because when when October seventh happened, <laughs> that night I had another dream. <laughs> and, you are such an empath. You are yeah, so I another dream, and but. In, in that dream, it wasn't like, it was more like I was being given information and I was given like two messages. And the first message was kind of an obvious one. 
you know, nothing good is going to come of this. And the second one was they've kicked the door open. Mm-hmm. There's something yeah. about what happened on October 7th where there, it, it's almost like there's, um, in Jewish tradition, I mean, part of the reason why um, Jews, you know, Christians think Jews are waiting for the Messiah. They haven't been waiting for the Messiah since Shabbatai Tzvi converted to Islam. You know, they're not waiting for the Messiah. That's what Zionism is all about. Zionism is like, screw the Messiah. We're going to, we're basically, we're basically going to do the horrible things that work that everybody right. else has done and ensure our survival that way. Right. You know, what, you know, we've, we've taught them those lessons. They've right. learned those lessons. Um, Repeat the atrocities that were done unto us. Exactly. Um, but um, there's, there is in the Jewish tradition kind of a, it's kind of a, a hidden tradition and it's the idea of you have to be careful about not not attempting to hurry the messiah in other words mm. you get impatient for that change you get impatient for something to happen and that's what leads to fanaticism you know you think that um you think that um you've got the answer or you've got to do something and something about what happened there and you know it, it's perfectly fine <laughs> to to blame hamas for the acts that mm-hmm. occurred because you can't take their agency from them right. I mean, that's what they did they, they did what they did they did what they did but but they were also given the opportunity to do it mm-hmm. and we know that because right. of what netanyahu has been doing for the past year Right. And and people in Israel, I have I have friends, many friends who are Israelis, and the American public isn't really being told about the turmoil that's going on with Israelis. You know, Israel presents itself as as representing all Israelis, and they do not represent all Israelis at all. And Netanyahu politically is actually in a lot of trouble. So and he was before this. So I think Netanyahu shouldn't be there. He's 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 um, he bears an enormous enormous level of responsibility. Whatever side of the you know conversation you want to have, at the end of the day, because Netanyahu chose to um, you know try to placate Hamas by by money (laughs) and trying to get them that, and and for years, for years, he, he, he bears the fruits of that. He bears right. the fruit and, <laughs> and so it's like, um, but basically what happened there was somebody, somebody got tired of waiting yep. and they saw their opportunity and they took it. And there's going to be all kinds of things that are going to happen. I mean, <laughs> and there were cynical players in Hamas too, and in sure. Iran and in all these places, you know. <laughs> but this is going to go places where people don't expect, but Israel doesn't expect, where we yeah. don't expect. And so kids in, in uh, the West Bank, you know, those those kids are are not going to the, the children and the people who survive, <laughs> you know, they're they're not going to have peace on their minds. 
right? No. They're, 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 these are not people that are going to be like, okay, let's let's be friends now. No, that we we've um, a lot of those people are going to be radicalized. Uh, a lot of those people, you know, don't have uh, as high a level of of education. You know, you're 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 talking about a different cultural situation and a lot of cultural animosity, and this is going to. Feed <laughs> Sadly, as it's come up, because Israel has gone to town, and I understand why, right? They're, they're absolutely dead set now to, to go after Hamas, but they have probably created a lot of um, a lot of future terrorists. Well, and and I'm not saying every IDF unit has done this, and every IDF soldier has done this, but there have been some events because of contacts that I have, there have been some things that have happened in Gaza that are way beyond the level of... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, for example, Israeli, uh, well, IDF troops, I mean, I don't know, like, what units they are, mm -hmm. but there have been several instances that have been documented. They've been, they've been filmed. They've posted themselves doing this on TikTok. So we know that they're doing it, right. <laughs> but, but taking bulldozers and bulldozing up some of those mass graves and taking the bodies, we don't know where. Right. I don't know if they're trying to identify Hamas terrorists in the bodies or what, but I mean, that's the kind of thing that, that, that um, it, go, it, it flies in the face of both Jewish and Islamic tradition. Oh, absolutely. You don't. Mess and, with and, and it really, it, you know, it, it can't it can't be justified under law, rules of law anywhere. You know, they, they, uh, there's a reason <laughs> that they buried or they they uh, buried um, Osama bin Laden at sea. Right. right. They, they tried to they, they wanted to not have a place. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. But but it seems reasonable to me that they did not want to have a, a location for people to consider like, oh, this is some holy person, yada, yada, yada. And and the result- And most of the people that are buried are kids, kids and women and just people, this you know? Is, it's gonna go, this is what I'm saying, like, <clears throat> is I don't know that World War Three can be stopped. Well, I don't think it's, I think it's, it's already it's, started. It's written, um, you know, whether, I mean, every, you know, every culture has a flood myth, right? Every culture has a flood myth. Likewise, most cultures have an apocalypse myth that is closely associated with, with what World War III would be like. Um, so it's all of these, you know, from the Bible, from prophets of different cultures and different religious traditions, if they all in, in you know, being gifted to be able to look forward are are all seeing something similar um that it just interpreted in their own way that says to me it's it's a destiny like this is something we have to go through god forbid um and uh that's just it <laughs> world war one world war two it's not the end of the world but no. it's not good not good no, well, and, and just as a final kind of thing, 2024, you know, I have connections in the in the um, Algonquin Mi'kmaq tradition and Ojibwe mm -hmm. tradition. And for them, 2024 
is the beginning of the earth changes. Interesting. Well, I, I, when I first learned of this, when I was a kid, um, because I got like I got into this really early, I became kind of obsessed. And uh, I, you know, there was a lot. One of the books, one of my reference books is uh, uh, John Hogue's um, uh, Nostradamus in the Millennium. Right. And even and, and it's interesting because I always felt like he had a lot right in that book, but I always felt his timing was off. He was trying to make it all about the year 2000. And I was like, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but, I, but I always but I felt that um, what I had learned uh, early on that this person was alive, even when I was a kid, um, I always kind of thought in my 50s or when I got older. I never thought that it would be at the year 2000. I got water jugs just in case, <laughs> but I, but I, I was like, yeah, you know, the power, the lights are not going to go off at the year 2000. And, uh, but I did feel like it was going to happen later. And, and, uh, you know, I watched Trump. I, I connected Trump to this really early on just because of the name. He was the impetus for me looking up all of the quatrains that Nostromos had that contained the word trumpet. Uh, Donald Trump was the impetus for that, and um, all of my personal writing and poetry was based on the trumpet quatrains from the time I was a kid, where I was trying to mimic the style of Nostradamus in writing so that I could have a better understanding of it. But I didn't, uh, I, I always kind of minimized that it was actually Donald Trump because I just was like, come on, what are the chances? It was not, but I always looked at him as creepy, as in I won't watch Home Alone 2 because I consider it that creepy. The Apprentice, I won't even watch it because I'm like, that dude's evil. <laughs> like, I've always felt that way, but I kept it personal. Um, however, when he came down the golden escalator and he talked about a wall, within the hour, I had put all of the trumpet quatrains in order at that time, and that was 2015. And that, when he talked about a wall, I just, I, I could tell you exactly where I was and when that happened. Just like people can tell you when they, when they heard about 9-11 or farther back when JFK or any of that. I can remember specifically the minute that he talked about a wall on TV and I was like, oh, shaving cream. I was, I was, I was freaked. Um, shaving okay. cream. Shaving cream. <laughs> I know you, when you, you, just, you just can't use the F word. You can okay. use the S word. Okay, good. And uh, I know Wham said World War Three is happening now. I definitely agree with that. It's on so many levels we just can't even I mean I think I think that World War Three, the reason it's unstoppable is that it has several pulses. It's not like one thing. It's a series of things over time and it combines different things. And it's too big for anybody to see, you know, well, any one person to see. Well, I did, you know, the, the um, only thing that I could think of to do, because, I mean, this is ultimately about a warning. It's about a warning of you're going to know this is going to happen after this happens. So I, I sent my paper all over all over to major people. I've tried to keep it from getting too big because I, I don't want to affect the outcome. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, it's not a good thing, but if that's the only way we're going to know that it's about to hit the fan, then I want to know that. 
so I've tried to keep it only so big. But um, I, I did send it to a number of major political figures. I've sent it to various people uh, in various news organizations. I, I, I've, I've got the attention of some people because it's a very unique argument. It's a mathematic, duplicatable argument. Anybody can do it. It works every single time. Follow the, the displayed encryption of puzzle one and two and crack three. It works every single time. It is a mathematic impossibility. And that has people because nobody has ever done that before. No one. So not with this. And, and a lot of people, they've done history channel things on this. They've been doing movies and documentaries about this for decades. And no one has ever cracked that name. And the reason why is because they didn't read in the poetry to drop the symbol to the end, meaning it's a six-character puzzle, not a five-letter puzzle. And because it's a six-character puzzle and everybody was using five letters, it has never been cracked. And how am I the Woody Harrelson type character in this book? That's what you I'm are. Thinking. You are. You are. You are. I have my I have my dry erase marker board here, and I have uh, yeah. I have some basis of it. But yes, in the yeah, uh, a wham in there too with her prophetic dream. That's it. That's it. That's it. But yeah, no, okay. I, uh, I'll you, you, Woody Harrelson. You, you know, in uh, the movie, what is it, uh, uh, 2012? Yeah. 2012, they have the Woody Harrelson character of the uh, of the disc jockey that's out in the thing. And, and, and uh, Yellowstone. And blows I, up. I, yeah, he's at Yellowstone, right? And they show Yellowstone going off. Yep, that's... Uh, like you know, out there in the RV that my, or something. That is the, the character prototype that I'm using for that. But, uh, but yes. The Church of Church of Crumplegooch. <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to join the Facebook group, Fuhrer Shitbird Von Trumplegooch, you're welcome to stop by, especially uh, Trump supporters. Extra, extra, extra catch up. <laughs> so, uh, you tried to tell Biden about this somehow? Uh, yeah. I, I did. I did. How? How did that go? I, I, I uh, <laughs> I, I, I tried to keep it minimal, but yeah, I did. I, um, I, uh, there's only one person in the world. Y you know, here's the thing. Um, if a surprise attack is coming, what, what would it mean? What would it mean to know 9-11 was going to happen the day before? What would you do if you knew? And you're just a guy, right? You're walking through New York City, and, and it's, it's September, 11, or September 10th, right, 2001. And you know, you know, um, what would you do? Would you try to warn the people in the building? Would you try to stop it? How would you get people to take you seriously? What would you do? So what I did was I built my Facebook group. I kept it at only so long of a size. And I used it as a means to present to people so that they knew that I just wasn't, you know, um, off my rock. Because I, I understand the subject matter is weird and X-Filey. Um, and the only way to be able to prove this was to um, document it. And so that's what I've been doing. In that Leave the World Behind, the, the one of the characters has a friend that uh, was talking about moving a lot of money before the big thing happened. And uh, he was talking about they went to their bunkers. It gets into it more. But I know it wasn't... Uh, 
oftentimes before a lot of these things, there will be weird financial crap happening. Like people kind of know about it beforehand on some weird level or something like that. That's weird. It just seems weird. Well, you know, it was a given that the economy was going to go haywire when um, all this happened with COVID. And um, I thought the real estate emergent would tank, but it didn't. Um, but I, but, but definitely it would be nice to have stock in a toilet paper company. <laughs> right. You couldn't get toilet paper. You couldn't get Q-tips. Like you couldn't get basic stuff. It would have been a good idea to have stock in Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> I got one for you. There's this Benjamin Fulford guy. That's one of these, you know, personalities. And he's a weird little dude, but he's always putting out these videos talking about the Kazarian mafia and this and that. And uh, basically he's saying there's two Trumps. Like there's a clone of Trump that's like for the uh, vaccines and stuff. And then there's another one. Like he gets into it. Like there's doubles and, uh, I don't know. It's weird, but he has a slight Benjamin. He's too, he's too arrogant to have a body double. He'd, he'd, he'd constantly just try to compare, say, my hands are bigger than his hands. <laughs> my body <laughs> double. Like, look, it's smart too. If my body double was my daughter. What's that? Oh, you're, you're <laughs> I was just saying, if my body double was my daughter, Trump saying that, if his oh, body double gosh. was his daughter, he dated. I saw this great. I saw this great <laughs> picture. It had a picture of Jabba the Hutt, and it said two hundred and fifteen pounds, six foot. And <laughs> I want to know who Joe Krasaki is. He laughed at this broadcast. He must be a Trumple gooch. He might be. You might be. And and you know, I, I'm not. You know, I, I appreciate people have political perspective. Like a cool. You know, and and they might believe in in certain policies and. You know, it's not mine to judge what policies people want to have or, or what have you. But uh, and this isn't about being anti-Republican. You know, I, I, I like Chris Christie. I think that I think that he would be good. I think that there are Republicans that I can identify with politically. Um, this is very, very specific. This is about somebody that is named in a piece of writing. And it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. It's not a matter of opinion. This is a math puzzle. And even the people who don't believe it can do the math puzzle and it'll come out the same it, it, <laughs> every it, time. Yeah. Isn't Chris Christie kind of like a pork roast, Tony Soprano. You know, <laughs> I, he's not perfect. You know, that, that Bridgegate thing was something. So I, I, I don't doubt, but every politician has their <laughs> issues and this and that. But at the end of the day, I, I think that he is the only one who's willing to be straight up and, and about with, with people. He's, he's the only one like they, they, they all, everyone wants to placate. Oh, this placate. Oh, Trump's OK. And we'll support it. And, and he's the only one that's like <laughs> illegal and he it disqualified him. And, and it's not a matter of judgment. It's a matter of uh, constitutional fact. Doesn't matter what you think of it. 14th Amendment written by at, after the Civil War. I would have Jesse Ventura. I don't think he's Republican, is he? I don't know what he is, but I like Jesse Ventura. But uh, isn't he okay? I know Conspiracy Theory was crazy that show where he's like banging on the doors. And he did that show and he was like, 
One was on targeted individuals, and he, like, tracked down the signal to this satellite coming from this company and, like, goes in there and starts harassing them and stuff. Like, are you sapping frequencies of people? <laughs> it was weird. There's some weird stuff with that conspiracy theory show. But I didn't know which one he was. Um, both parties, I mean, what they need to tap into is people like me that say, this sucks, I'm tired of it all, both parties suck. There's no one that's tapping into that. You know, I it, it's not that nobody's tapping into it. It's that Trump has sucked up all the oxygen in the room. There no, there is no possibility of a Bernie Sanders-like figure rising because, um, you know, Trump has sort of, like I say, he, he sucked up all the the third-party boat, you know, thing. He 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 has. In fact, I would suggest that he has already split the Republican Party in two. Because uh, you have Trump supporters who call themselves Republicans, but they're they're Trumpers, right? And then you have um, old school Republicans, and those are two distinct groups. And so I would say that um, the party's already been split in two, and 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 a house divided, right? So what um, to my brother uh, Cornell they West, they can't. What happened to my brother Cornell West? You know who Cornell West is. I don't know Cornell West. He's a, a black dude that's pretty... Uh, yeah, I know Cornel West, but he's he's running independent, I think. Oh, I'm surprised he's even still running. Like, I, I heard it, but I didn't he's know. Been running, he's been running every year for years. He's not as goofy as the, sh the boot guy, though, at least. Is he? <laughs> Vermin Supreme, that guy. <laughs> Who's that guy that wears a boot on his head? Cornel West, uh, I know him from Bill Maher, which I haven't watched Bill Maher. Well, Cornel like West, West was like, if you are familiar with the Matrix movies. Mm -hmm. um, Cornell West was actually, you know, once you're once in the second and third movie, once you go down into Zion, mm -hmm. Cornell West is is like in the council. He oh, actually okay. has a role. Oh, I oh he's an academic. <laughs> I like Cornell West, but I didn't think he was like. I didn't know if he was taking it serious to the max. Oh, he's not. Yeah. He's kind of like Malcolm X or something, <laughs> or sort of. I don't know, but uh, I've seen him on Bill Maher. That's the only place I know him from, and I haven't watched Bill Maher in a while. But you know, it's uh, like in hearings too, the 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 thing with um, you know who who Giuliani is is suffering a heck of a price for supporting him. He's going to lose everything, everything, his reputation, his his money. He's going to lose everything. So if we go based on the hypothesis that one of the co-defendants in the Georgia case who loses everything is is going to finally say, enough is enough, um, there are likely suspects, and anybody who loses everything from their money to their reputation to da-da-da-da-da, I would say those are most likely suspects. But he could choke on a cheeseburger. I don't know how it happens with any certainty, but it reads to me like somebody does something, but I could be wrong. We'll find out. So, so is fear shitbird von Trumpelgooch going to be on the ballot? What do you think? I, I think he'll be dead. <laughs> I don't think he'll be alive. I, I think, I think, I, I, I think he's coming to an end. <laughs> Laughing about Trumpelgooch croaking. Listen to him on there. It's, it's scary, but I, I do think that it's going to be, uh, I, I would be interested in a Nikki Haley, uh, Chris Christie ticket, and I think it might even do decent, but they, they don't have enough lead time. I think Biden will be going another four years. Regardless. Somewhere there's a Republican out there. Bad, he's older. He should be able to 
he's older. God. I was just going to say, somewhere there's a Republican out there listening to this with a face like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they got a they, they they got a bigger pucker than the other end, right? So some yeah, pucker and gooch. Pucker uh, on the sucker. <laughs> well, there, uh, did you hear about the thing where supposedly he had some AI that'll track you down if you're talking about him, and then I guess when he wins, you get put in the the Gucci goo the gulag. You know, um, I, I you know I think I, I just I just can't see a situation with him winning. I just can't. Um, there, it's it's possible, and there is a set of uh, there is a set of writing that kind of goes to that. But um, I, I think uh, when you, if we're looking at it through the lens of the Nostradamus quatrains, he dies after judgment. It's pretty clear. I, I have it right here. I mean, it's it, it it's very clear he dies after judgment. He he judgment happens, and then he falls in some way. Uh, and then, and then the following quatrain, Mabas shall then soon die. So he doesn't die of whatever injury he initially has. Um, a period of time happens, he dies, and then suddenly, one will see vengeance after that. So, so it's a very, um, you know, there's going to be people that are going to be crying their eyes out when he dies, and and they're going to act like, like you know, it, it was Elvis or you know, John Lennon or something. And there's going to be other people that are celebrating and going out to dinner. <laughs> I might Lawrence go out to dinner. But <laughs> aside from dinner, um, you know, pe people will be caught up in what's happened in some form. And during that little window of time, when that, you know, oh, he's down, da, 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 that's the perfect time to surprise attack somebody when everybody is distracted. Is uh, all this war stuff is Florida safe if it starts because he all kisses their butt? Uh, have you no, heard of Florida. Russia's tsunami bomb? I, I sure have. I sure have. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've, I'm, I've been avoiding. I'm, I avoid the East Coast in general. I've never been to New York on purpose. It scares because because of this, <laughs> I've never gone to New York. Um, kind of want to, but I'm like, ah, I was like, yeah. Um, but the East Coast, um, you know, the wind blows, the wind blows yeah. east, right? So, so anything that happens in the middle of the country or anything that happens, you know, the wind blows east. Um, you know, it's, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be on the East Coast in a, in a, in a, in a nuclear situation. I wouldn't. Well, I mean, with the, with California and stuff, I mean, they're always talking about the big one going off there, but there was recently that crazy, uh, Tidal waves or something in California where the waves oh, yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah. Creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I live I live in New York and it's like everybody here will just go north. You know, if, if Trump just is the best, you know, any any major city that could be considered a nuclear target, just precautionarily, I'd get at least a hundred miles away from for for a day or two. <laughs> Maybe yeah, well, I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm about that I'm like we're about two and a half hours from New York City. You know, Oregon. We're very fortunate here. There's no reason to do anything. And and, and, and I want to be clear. I I, I want to be careful about freaking people out too much. Um, I don't know exactly. Is is this some huge thing? I don't know. Is it is it something akin to 9/11 where it's just a single terrorist attack that's horrible? I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm very clear what I know. I know that's the guy, but the rest of it is, um, I think. But but the suddenly one will see vengeance. Hundred hundred powers or hundred hand thirst famine when the comet will run is very specific. Um, is that comet coming through in April? Ain't it that weird one? Uh, yeah, in May, May, the end of April, beginning of May. And it, and it heads out. I researched it. It, it goes out at uh, the beginning of June. It says when the comet will run. And it has um, devil horns. Why do they say it has devil horns on the comet? That's weird. Uh, the plumes coming off, it just happened to be the shape of, of two horns. It has two plumes coming off it. And you're freaking back. So they're like, oh, it's devil horns. But it's a it's a creepy name. Agreed. Yeah, that's what they always, they always name like Hurricane's Bertha and stuff. <laughs> like, is that a good idea? Name it Petunia. But uh, so what's no, in the it. what's in the future? What's next? Um well we're near the end. Uh, here, I can uh, here I'll link do this real quick. I'll I'll, I'll your PDF. Yeah. Um not the not the PDF. I have the uh, I so what I did was I put uh, and they're on my Facebook page for this. I took all of the quatrains and I put them in order. Um uh, with the appropriate events that they're talking about. And so, for example, the one about the insurrection, uh, the false message about the rigged election. This is the exact quatrain, the exact quatrain. The false message about the rigged election to run through the city, stopping the broken pact. Voices brought, chapel stained with blood, the empire contracted to another one. This is the only quatrain that infers Biden. This quatrain, the empire contracted to another one, that's Biden. Um, but the, the chapel stained with blood is the capital. Um, voices brought, obvious, I don't have to explain the rest of it. It's really obvious. Um, this is, this is uh, it's a stunning quatrain because it's so specific. Um, uh, here's... Um, <laughs> excuse me uh the one that is uh just at the beginning of we're finishing up with one quatrain we're at the very very beginnings of of this one century one quatrain <laughs> the trumpet shakes with great discord an agreement broken lifting the face to heaven the bloody mouth shall swim with blood. The face anointed with milk and honey lies on the ground. That piece, the trumpet shakes great discord. I shouldn't have to explain that. The agreement broken, Supreme Court. How many agreements did he, he, he got all those court justices. The agreement broken, lifting the face to heaven, judgment. The bloody mouth shall swim with blood vocal description, a description of his speech patterns, the bloody mouth shall swim with blood, the face anointed with milk and honey, a physical description, lies on the ground. That's next. Yep. And, uh, I mean, the thing with, uh, did you ever get any of the Dolores Cannon Nostradamus stuff? I never did, but I know she wrote a lot of weird stuff. I did, I did. She, um, I appreciated her perspective. I had to research uh, a little bit about her, her methodology. 
Um, so Dolores Cannon did a lot with past life regression, uh, and, and I, it took me down a path of studying past life regression for a while, which was interesting. It's a real thing, by the way. Um, but yeah, she had uh, some really interesting things about people that were con trying to connect and identify who Mavis was that way. And they have some interesting accounts. I don't know how much is right and how much is, is you know, whatever. But uh, um, yeah, studying Dolores Cannon took me down a path of past life regressions, which uh, led me to the belief that one of the, uh, that, that a possible methodology for people who are purported to be able to see the future is that they are seeing the world through the eyes of their future selves, that they are not past life regressing, they are future life regressing and seeing the world through those eyes. So I, I think that is one possibility for people like Nostradamus, how they did it. I remember tripping and looking at Nostradamus and Mavis stuff and felt like that, like I thought his spirit was talking to me and it felt really weird for a minute, like mm -hmm. a, a French kind of spirit. I had some channeling type stuff, but uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, now I kind of look at it like uh, Bruce Campbell playing with a Necronomicon, me and the Mavis thing. I kind of, I kind of say, well, maybe it's just satire. This name, the name mostly, I made it to piss people off. Like put Church and Mavis together, I'm sure that will piss people <laughs> off. So now I'm like, oh, what did I do? But who cares? It's too late now. So we'll just say it's satiric in uh, some fashion. <laughs> it's like Bruce Campbell with a Necronomicon. Peter Lavenda said, I created, I took the thought form for myself and something, something, and there's a thought form that drains me every show or something weird. <laughs> kind of feels like that sometimes after I do feel really tired. <laughs> but, well, uh, it, it's going to be, um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried. And I think my phone might start ringing a lot after, after the fact, you know, um, because I've got a lot of people now waiting on the main event. <laughs> but I've gotten far enough with the project because my, my goal was to document this when I started it, was to actually be, okay, I know what I'm walking into. Nobody's going to believe me unless I actually document it. And even then, they won't believe me until the end. So um, that's what I've been doing. And it, it's been really scary. I mean, um, knowing like COVID and a million people were going to die and I just didn't know how um way way in advance like way in advance was really frightening um knowing watching things like the, the the george santos thing of him getting expelled from congress and me having literally written about that i think before he was even george santos was even elected <laughs> that there was going to be a congressional expulsion it's literally in my paper verbatim um has been validating but it's also been really frightening because at the end of this is World War III. And regardless of what anybody thinks about it, um, that's coming. And, and it's not going to be, it's going to be frightening. We've survived two world wars. We'll survive a third. But it's still scary. There's a Nobody lot wants to believe it, and I understand why. It hasn't, hit, it hasn't hit its peak, but I mean, like it, like we said earlier, it's kind of going on with all these cyber attacks and blackouts. It's all the time. Yeah. It's like the lead up to World War II. World War II didn't, like, they say, oh, it started this date. It was a build up to World War II, right? It didn't just happen. It did just like uh, uh, World War I. There was a whole set of things that happened over a course of, of years that, that led up to that becoming a world war. We're seeing exactly that right now. So um, 
in 2016, this I, I, I remembered a family event. I was I, I kind of had a freak out and I think I freaked out my family a little bit because I was like, oh, my God. Um, but now I think I've got some people sort of stunned at how because nobody would have believed we we're going to go into World War III in 2016 that we could be this close. Nobody would believe that then. Is I that, that. Yeah, is that not true? I, I was really on streaming. I was trying to see if it was on Amazon, but some other weird thing came up. Uh, I do have my um, paper uh, for sale on Amazon for ninety nine cents because I just wanted it published. I didn't care. Um, but uh, but it is up there. You can get it. It's um, um, you know the modest solution. If you look that up on Amazon, it's it, it'll come up. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, I have been using Facebook to track this in real time. So all you have to do is scroll back on Facebook and you can see what I wrote, when I wrote it, what I've been right about. I've been wrong about some stuff, right? I, I originally thought one of these had to do with McCarthy getting elected. So I, I haven't been right on every single thing, but I've been right a lot and a frightening amount a lot. This last one getting 100% accuracy was like incredibly validating while simultaneously terrifying. And and not to get into him too much, but just for our audience, what does Ho 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 think? Is Doesn't he think it's like an Arabian or something or Saudi Arabia or something weird? Well, so that's interesting because so, so I think, um, and I don't know if John Hogue thinks he's the reincarnated Nostradamus. He's... I, I, you know, I took my initial or a lot of my initial imp inspiration from John Hogue. I think he's a brilliant man. I think that he has always looked at this um, as literature. I do not think he is somebody who has ever done basic computer coding because the way that this translates out, you would have to look at it like a cryptologist, not like a, a piece of literature. And so um, because of his perspective on it, uh, I don't think he ever identified the dropping of the king symbol to the end of the final name. And that has made it impossible to be solved. So, so um, I would be a little pissed off if I spent my entire life and I just didn't realize, oh, wait, boom, now I can solve it. <laughs> I would be kind of pissed. But um, I, I, I think that he is locked into the perspective of it being somebody of the Middle East. But um, that just doesn't. Doesn't. I mean, that, that might be the person who sends a missile over. It yeah. could be. But that on doesn't a, mean that is. On a glam level, like none of those people ever kind of get on the world stage that big like Trump does. You know, he's he's he definitely has hoard out that, you know, attention hoard out. None of them really ever do that that i know of i couldn't tell you one of their names over there you know one of those leaders i couldn't tell you any of their names so i don't yeah, see no, it it's a specific thing it's a really specific um character assessment it's uh it's somebody who shares certain things as care in terms of their character uh as both hitler and napoleon um and and trump is the only person in recent political history that meets that also, um, you know, if we're talking about it in a spiritual sense, it makes the most sense for the Antichrist, quote unquote, to rise in the most powerful nation on earth, the United States. I've always felt that. Always. Yeah. So when the biblical, I mean, he seems like he has that spirit of Antichrist, but 
like in the biblical sense, do you think he's like the one that's in like, you know, the Bible? I don't, I don't know if I don't, I mean, he may be infected with that spirit. The Bible says um, that this person shall rent, shall, uh, what was it? It's, um, I have to go back and look at it, but uh, there's a thing about time, time, half a time. And there's been a lot of debate about time, time, half a time. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I'd have to go pull it up, but um, I've always felt that was a 10 year period. Um, and if we go back from the time that Obama embarrassed Trump at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and we go, which was probably when Trump decided, I'm going to go for president now, right? That's that he really he embarrassed Trump, and and as I understand it, Trump was enraged. So uh, after that, and so um, if we go ten years from that point, so so I'm not gonna. I want to be careful about. Um, I, I try to separate the Bible and religious from Nostradamus. Too many people try to conflate the two, and I think that's a mistake. Um, I, I think there's a relationship, but I but I do think that there is a spirit of antichristness um, that that uh, Trump represents. Whether he is the biblical antichrist, I can't speak to that. I'm not a priest. He's definitely but, a, a warm tongue. <laughs> but he's he's a he's um well he's uh, an evil person. Well, we're reaching the end here. We got about four minutes. What what's your link or that you want to give out? Absolutely. Um, you can find uh, my paper on Amazon just by typing in the Mobis solution. But the best way to follow my work, to see, uh, um, to, to download the paper, to go ahead and see each of the trumpet quatrains and, and visual examples is to go on Facebook and type in the Mobis Solution. And uh, it's just Facebook, the Mobis Solution, um, and it'll, it'll come right up. Um, I kept it purposefully small. So um, it's, it's exactly the size I want it to be. I think it'll get bigger All faster right. after the fact, though. I'm Definitely. Well, it's always a pleasure. You're our, you're our Mabus reporter, so uh, we appreciate it. And uh, it's always a pleasure, Eric. And thanks so much. And I just want to say, you listen, United Public Radio one zero seven point seven FM, New Orleans. And next week is Neil Donald Walsh, international bestseller, Conversations with God. And I've read those books since my early 20s and they've helped me a lot and uh neil uh i think what was it broke his neck uh, the relationship ended he went to a park was having to set up a tent there's a movie about it with henry sesnery as like c-z-e-n-e-r-n-y plays him but anyway he uh basically said a prayer don't let me die here and was having to you know get food from dumpsters and this supreme kind of i don't know if supreme is probably the wrong word this intelligence spoke to him and he started writing it down and it's very intelligent and he's definitely upset a lot of religious people but he doesn't he's not disrespectful to any of it just the first thing god said to him is you got me all wrong and humanity has me all wrong i don't inspire people to murder each other i don't you know i'm not uh, it, it's just a new take that uh that i uh resonated with and when i read those books i get goosebumps he's definitely talking to something and i'm surprised he's even doing my show he's, he's been on once before and that was jeffrey you're 10 minutes late when something messed up with skype but he's always been nice but he's only gonna do an hour uh but the book's god talk and it's basically about all these people having god kind of synchronistic experiences so mm. i'm looking forward to that 
And uh, thanks, Wham, and I hope you feel better. And thanks for being here. I hope you uh, heal. And it's been good. And we'll see you next week with uh, Neil Donald Walsh. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to hearing. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good weekend. And I uh, hope we didn't ruffle any diapers out there. Good night, I'm everybody. Sure we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. I hope we ruffled a whole bunch of diapers. I hope there's a whole bunch of poop drops. <laughs> People are throwing ketchup at the wall already. Poop yep. stink. Yeah. There you go. Enjoy your enjoy your antichrist, bitches. Good night. Right. Right. <laughs> Good night. Good night.